Hi there, my name is Aiden, and thanks for downloading this episode of Songs That Changed You. If you've never checked out the podcast before, you're in for a treat. Not only do I have a great episode for you in just a moment, but also, if you hit subscribe, there's a stack of uh, brilliant episodes for you to sink your teeth in. Uh, The first 10 are up there in Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, why not throw us a five-star review? In fact, it's my birthday today. Well, technically, it's my birthday tomorrow when I'm recording this. But when you're listening to it, yeah, it's my birthday today. Did you get me anything? No? That's okay. Leave us a five-star review, write some nice words, and we'll call it even. That can be your present from me to you, or no, you to me. Yeah, that's the way it works. Anyway, today's episode, a return for And a Skeptic. Uh, This is the second time one of their songs has popped up on the podcast because, well, they were such an influential band on a generation of young Australians in the early 2000s. So it's no surprise, really. Strike up the band and make the five lines Cousins point In reality that come from Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings Songs that changed you Here we are, it's Songs That Changed You, where I ask my guests to pick one song, not necessarily their favourite song, but one song that stood out in their life that changed them in some kind of way. And joining me this afternoon in the studio is father, teacher, podcaster, Matt Horstead. Hey, hey. Afternoon, Aiden. I'm just used to saying good afternoon. I know it's not currently afternoon. No, It really just depends when people listen. Hey, I'm adaptive, and I knew where you were going with that. You are going to play this in the afternoon, so I'm pretending it's the afternoon. It's lovely afternoon. He gets it. He gets it. What is the song that has changed you? Look, I've gone with Called by Anti-Skeptic. One from uh, a few years ago now, back in my youth. I'm not afraid to admit it. 20 years has passed and I'm no longer as youthful. So this was released in 2002 and it's off their Memoirs of a Common Man album. Take me back. Where were you in 2002 when you first heard this? What was your life like then? So I was 21, still at uni, still sort of working my way where I want to go in the world and also probably one of those times faith-wise where you're really caught in the crossroads because there's your mates who are not your church mates who are encouraging and doing other things Uh and then there's that group that you've grown up with that are also battling with the same thing so it was uh, very much like a, a big marker in, uh, in my lifetime. And it's a time as well where you're sort of like doing new things and you're yeah. you're not necessarily living at home. I know, uh, you know... I, I was. I was you, <laughs> you were, but like, you know, like you're, you're, you're out there, you're... Newfound freedom. Yeah. Driving around. You don't have a nine to five or whatever school sort of timetable anymore. Yeah. I'd be a day here, a few hours there. I'd be off working my part-time job 
I'd be going to music festivals. I was really into my music. And, um, and that's where the anti-skeptic side of things really slotted in. The fact that they were a Christian band, but also they sort of bridged the gap between the Christian and the secular yep. for me because they were played on Triple J. And well, they were for a little bit. There was a famous interview where Anna Skeptic sat in uh, with Richard Kingsmill on the like the new music show, and he just blatantly asked them, "Like, so are you guys Christian? You guys go to church?" And they were like, "Yep." And from that moment on, their music began to stop being played yep. on Triple J, which was very sad. But and they denied it. Like the station doesn't, you know, no, 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 it's got nothing to do with that. They just didn't have any more hits. But it was a clear point yeah. where they sort of turned their back. And that can be tough, like oh, when, for sure. when bands are in that middle ground of of like you know we are a hard punk band, but we have good lyrics. Where do you go with that? Yeah, hey, not being the same at all. But when I was in a band as well, people were like, "Oh, you're a Christian band?" No, well, I was like, "Well, we're a band and we're Christians." Okay, so what we sing about or what we write about or our music reflects what we think about the world. Yeah. And that then does filter back to a Christian viewpoint, but we're not just singing about God the whole time. Yeah, yeah. you know, we, there's other parts. Not at all. There's yeah. other parts. Yeah. you know, like yeah. So, Anna Skeptic, uh, a Melbourne three-piece that you would have seen many times live, I would imagine. Yes, for sure. Um, when they first started out, friends of mine, good friends at the time, they were also in a three-piece, and they sort of. Um, had latched on to Andy Skeptic as these are the guys that we aspire to be and they um, made friends with them and they were mentored a bit by them and um, I was just got to tag along in the very much in the background and, and watch it all but also admire what they were doing with their music and also just how they treated people who were into their music and, and again sort of that, that then attaches myself to what that song represented at that point in time in my life a bit of belonging and feeling like part of a bigger crew why did you pick that particular song from Anti-Skeptic? Look, I'll be honest, I have other Anti-Skeptic songs that, w- that were my favourites. But again, this, this was the one that sort of represented being out there and being able to play it, having, say, non-Christian friends in the car with me and going, and they knew that song. Yeah. And, and so it's what it represents more so than just the actual song itself. I, I can't actually tell you what the meaning is of the song. Who said that they come down the mountain and come and take control? Is that Moses? Or is it just some random guy? Or or was it a movie? I don't know. Well, I actually don't think the writer or the author of a song, uh, their meaning actually matters. It's kind of how we interpret it. At a certain point, a songwriter yeah. hands off a song and it's what it means to the person that hears it and whether it be sure. the actual lyrics lining up with an actual story or a you know, message or it's like a time that connected with you at a certain party or venue or, or whatever the first time you heard it. Although I, I would say that if the lyrics that the songwriter wrote were grossly misinterpreted and then were like used in, say, a Trump campaign or sure. something like that, then it would be the writer's right. To take that back. To yeah. go, oi, this is not what this song's about. And I don't know how you interpreted it that way. But certainly, I, I agree with when lyrics, when a song is put out there, then there are going to be multiple interpretations. And just because the writer wrote it with a particular thing in mind doesn't mean that someone else can't 
gravitate to it and yeah. put their own meaning to it and what they think it's about. Who's to say that there's not multiple meanings? So do you think if uh, there weren't bands like this, your life would be a bit different? In, in, I often think like, oh, if I wasn't listening to a positive influence, if I mm. wasn't listening to Anaskeptic, Reliant K, these sort of bands that did connect me to a music genre that I liked, but with a more positive influence, do you think things might have been a bit different? Look, that would be a, a butterfly effect moment sure. for sure. Um, and we can only speculate, but I think that part of my life, there would have been something missing. Mm. It could have led... I could have gone off the rails, Hayden. <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's play it for everyone right now. Uh, if you haven't heard this song before, because it is 20 years old, it might be uh, one that's not familiar mm. as much to a lot of our listeners. This is Anaskeptic with Cold. Matt, thank you very much. Thanks for having me.
This episode of Songs That Change You was recorded on the land of the Ghana people. Each episode is produced, edited, and hosted by Aidan Grant. That's me. I'd like to also thank Zach Spencer for additional audio assistance and Pastor David Hall for helping support the show. If you like what you heard, please leave a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Or if you want to get in touch, maybe you have a guest suggestion or any kind of feedback, please email aidang at hotmail.com. Thanks for listening.